When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Proudly family owned and operated since 1989. statetransport.com.au The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. And it has been 60 years since a driver has won in their series debut. Well, through turn 11, Shane Van Gisbergen has been perfect. He has navigated the streets of Chicago to perfection. The final time. Onto the front stretch. He comes to the checkered flag. He's won the very first street race in Welcome to America, Shane Van Gisbergen. Let's be honest, Shane. When this deal came together, did you honestly feel like this was possible? No, of course not. But you always dream of it. Thank you so much to the Trackhouse team and Hans Health Project 91. Man, what an experience in the crowd out here. Like, this was so cool. And it's, it's what you dream of. So hopefully I can come and do more. Well, he's known as the king of Mount Panorama. He's now the king of Chicago. He won on debut. NASCAR, the street circuits in the Windy City. What a magnificent moment that was, Shane Van Gisbergen. Motorsport commentator Richard Crail is with us. He's up in Townsville at the moment, setting up for the supercars. Of course, the Townsville 500, a big event on the racing calendar, and he's been kind enough to join us at a busy time. Richard, good morning to you. Thanks a lot. Morning, Sam. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? And and what's life like up in Townsville there? This is a big one, the 500. It is. Uh, Supercar's brilliant strategy. They introduced about... 15 years ago was that in the southern winter they go north. So two weeks ago we were in Darwin where it was 30 <laughs> degrees. We're here in Townsville. It's a bit overcast, but it's 25 degrees, mate. It is sensational. So we, we love coming here. It's a great event, but it, it, it was interesting hearing that audio from the NBC broadcast last weekend in Chicago, and it is all the talk of the paddock here at the moment. It is the only thing people are talking about is how Shane Van Gisbergen went what Shane Van Gisbergen going to do next year? What did Shane Van Gisbergen had for breakfast this morning? Like he is the <laughs> talk of the town at the moment. It's incredible. So, can you put it into context for us, Richard? Those that follow the sport from an uh, from afar, I suppose, the difficulty of it. Uh, how hard is it for someone like from this part of the world to go over and do that in their first? I mean, it had been sixty years since someone had had won their first uh, race in NASCAR. Can you put mm. it into some form of context for us about how significant it is? Well, it, it, without. Well, without talking down to supercars, because it is a, a high-level, top-level category, but in a way, it'd almost be like someone playing A-League here and then going straight into a Premier League game in the UK and kicking five goals on debut. It, it's such a an elite level of competition, but it's also so specialised and, and the way that NASCAR works. But Shane and, and his crew were smart, and, and the team that, that brought him over was smart in what they what they put him into because it was as close to a supercar race as NASCAR has ever had. They've never been on a street circuit. The current NASCAR is very similar to a current supercar. In fact, they sent their technical people here three or four years ago to learn from supercars when they were developing this current car. So 
all of the stars aligned, some smart decisions, but ultimately you've still got to do the job. And while NASCAR is famous for racing on oval tracks, those guys are still elite-level professional racing car drivers. They race those cars 36 times a year. It is incredibly competitive. The massive budget, huge amounts of money spent. So it is still a remarkable circumstance that Shane could go over and, and win a race against the best of the best that America's got to offer. So it's massive. And the other thing, Sam, that was the second most watched NASCAR race of the season. So right. 5 million people in America were watching that in prime time on a Sunday night. So wow. pretty decent way to establish your brand in the United States to a massive, massive prime time audience. I'd reckon he'd be front of mind for all of them over there. Because Hang on, Marcus Ambrose won a couple of times over there, didn't he? But obviously not straight off the yeah. bat. No, and, and Marcus, when, when he left supercars here in 2004, 2005, after he won his two championships, he went through the full process in America of going through the, the junior NASCAR categories. They've got a, a three-tier feeder category before you get into the top level. Um, but, but the sport over there has changed a lot these days, and they've got a, a bigger focus on road course racing like we do here. So it's much easier now for a driver here to jump straight into the top level. So... Marcus really had to work at it and came up through the ranks, um, whereas Shane sort of had the advantage, I suppose, of jumping into a, a top-flight team. But, but the similarities are remarkable because on a road course, and that they used to do two road course races a year when Marcus was running, and he was the benchmark by a massive milestone. So in a way, it's great for the sport here again because it just proves that over 20 years, if you're a top-level driver in supercars, you are as good as anybody anywhere in the world. Yep. And to put it into further context, we'll get to the F1s in a, in a moment. I'm sure you've seen the quotes from the, the dual world chairman, Max Verstappen, though, saying he, he stayed yeah. up late to watch it. They're obviously linked, he and Shane Van Gisbergen, by their, their, their sponsors in, in Red Bull. And he said, I've never felt so nervous in my life watching someone else race and trying to win it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I reckon they're probably two of the best racing car drivers in the world at the moment, and and that's without a shred of, of bias being in, being a you know a guy who follows and works on supercars. But Shane's ability is that he can jump into anything and be competitive from the outset. You've got to remember this is a guy that scored World Rally Championship points in World Rally. He's been on the podium in rallies. He's raced Speedway. He won sprint car races on dirt track ovals last summer. You know, the guy could drive a wheelbarrow and win Bathurst in it. So he is remarkably adaptable. But the thing with Max is those two raced each other in COVID when we all went online racing. Mm. And so Shane and Max sort of forged their relationship there doing sim racing. And Verstappen is a really, really good sim racer. So that's where they forged their relationship. So it's pretty high praise, though, when old Max is going to win the world championship by a million points this year. He's staying up to watch a NASCAR race to see how SBG is going. It's a a pretty, pretty cool thing. And reading through the quotes, it sounds like he was as as expansive as he as he ever is, Max. I mean, he's not the most talkative of of blokes, but geez, he he went on and on and on about Shane's efforts over there. So it was it was was amazing to read. And so the Townsville Five Hundred set the scene for us up there, Richard. Where obviously um, Shane's up there. What are we expecting to see this weekend? Yeah, well, and on cue, authentic racing car noises in the background, Sam, because the supercars <laughs> have just rolled out for their first practice session. So we've timed that extremely well. Look, this is going to be a really interesting weekend. Uh, there's been some well-documented changes to the cars between rounds and this uh, issue of performance equality between the Chevy, Camaro and the Ford Mustangs. Um, they've made some changes to the Ford for this round with, with their rear downfalls to make the cars better on the rear axle, which is where they've been struggling. So we're going to get an idea about 
whether that works or not. It brings that four teams into a little bit more of a, a competitive standpoint this weekend against the dominant Chevy so far. Um, but it's our first endurance races, if you will, since the opening round of the championship back in Newcastle. So two 250k races, um, pit stops for fuel and tyres, which we haven't had. And these are still brand new cars. They're still learning how these new Gen 3 cars work. So I think the form guide in supercars, even with the difficulties they've had with the parity between the two brands, it is as wide open as the championship's been. And, and that's the other thing about SVG at the moment, Sam, is that he's fourth in the championship. And he's been beaten by his teammate quite comprehensively over the last couple of rounds. So he's not even dominating here. So if, if you're one of the guys that's currently beating him, you go, oh, well, maybe I could go and have a crack at something else. But, yeah, it's wide open. And, you know, Darwin a couple of weeks ago, we saw some first-time winners. We saw Matt Stone Racing get a win. We saw Team 18 and Mark Winterbottom get a win. You know, this, this weekend could be very much the same where different names, different faces pop up at the top, which is cool for the sport. Uh, love the sound in the background too. The practice just underway up there. We're with Richard Crail talking all things motorsport. So, Richard, the Formula One circus moves to Silverstone this weekend and our F1 preview, thanks to Shell V-Power, fuel the race day feeling. Now, I'm not sure if we're just clinging to storylines here to make it interesting given Red Bull's dominance, but all the talk this week, the curse of Silverstone for Max Verstappen, who's won 42 Grands Prix but has never won the British Grand Prix. I have to say, though, admittedly, due to a fair amount of bad luck in recent years, yeah, and, and there's been some controversial stuff, hasn't there, with, with Max at that place and Lewis Hamilton a couple of years ago. It, it, the thing with Silverstone, and, and in a way, it, it's kind of similar to where we are in a straight circuit here this weekend, but Silverstone is a track with massive consequence, and it's so far. The average speed, I think, for those cars, the average speed over the lap is over 250 kilometres an hour. It's outrageously fast, high-speed corners, really challenging old school style of race circuit and the margin for error there is tiny and, and they're the kind of races where where you can trip up even if you are in dominant form and we've seen that you know that amazing 2021 world championship out with Hamilton and Verstappen you know they came together at Silverstone that was one of the key boiling points in that ongoing battle throughout the whole year when they crashed into each other at 260 k's an hour at, um, at Cops Corner so there's no doubt that could happen again. I think, and, and yeah, we do all cling to the hope that someone's going to knock him off. But I think the thing that we're seeing is that everyone is slowly getting there. I reckon the paddock is buoyed by how competitive Ferrari were last weekend in Austria. They didn't quite get the results they were hoping for, but their qualifying pace was much improved over where they've been. So that's really positive. The other one there was McLaren took a big step forward and Lando Norris drove mm. his best race in 12 months and, and ended up finishing fourth. Oscar Piastri will get those upgrades to that car this weekend. So they'll have two cars which should, on, on paper, have a big step forward and should hopefully suit that fast and flowing Silverstone circuit. So there's some optimism around, I think, Sam, that it, it, it's going to be a really racy Grand Prix. The other thing with Silverstone is it's in the UK, so it's probably going to rain at some point. And the, the wet weather always throws some variability up. So hopefully hmm. a little bit of that, a little bit of uh, improvements for, for some other teams that are chasing the Red Bulls, and hopefully we get a really good fight on uh, on Sunday night our time. Yep, generally a very good race on that circuit. Just before we let you go, Richard, uh, just on the subject of McLaren and obviously young Piastri, how do you assess, how are we to assess the young Aussies' first foray into it? Um, what, have we, what are we to make of it so far? 
I think Oscar's ticked every box that he's needed to tick so far. And, and the key one, you can only be judged in Formula 1, first and foremost, against your teammate. And his teammate is generally regarded as one of the next big things in Formula 1. Orlando's already got a, a great personality and he's already got a massive fan base and all the youngsters love him and he's, he's great on socials and all of those good things. But he is very highly regarded as a ferocious racing car driver and and someone who's getting the most out of that McLaren package and has done so all year. So Oscar's got very close to him. He's got closer, to be fair, than Daniel Ricciardo did last season. So that's a big tick first. Um, The other thing to keep in mind is that Oscar's learning. So half of these circuits he's never seen, he's never been to. He's got to get his head around that and understand the Formula 1 way of producing speed and learn the car. And then last weekend in Austria, McLaren quite rightfully gave Lando all the juicy new go-fast bits first. He's, he's their lead driver. He's their, their top driver in the championship. And he's the most experienced at developing the car and working out if those changes are actually effective, which it turns out they are. So now they can throw them on Oscar's car and he can take that step forward as well. But I think he's done a really solid job. He's done everything that McLaren's asked him to do. He's got within a couple of tenths of a second of Lando in every session. And that's all you can ask for. If you can match Lando Norris... I think you're doing a good job and everyone in the paddock and certainly within the team will be able to see on the data and all the information they get about how good a job he's going. But he's going well and um, he's a great personality and he's won a lot of fans already and it's only halfway through his first season. So I think bright things to come for for young Oscar. It's a cool story. Richard, Awesome to have you on, mate. Really appreciate it. I know you got your hands full up there in Townsville, so thanks for being so generous with your time and uh, enjoy the 500. Let's chat again sometime soon. Oh, I love it, Sam. Anytime. I'm going to go and enjoy some of this warm weather. It's um, lovely. Really <laughs> All right, nice. that's enough. That's enough from you as well. Richard Crowell joining us there, our F1 preview. Thanks to Shell V Power. They fuel the race day feeling. Ash dropped us a text during that chat. Van Gisbergen for PM. Maybe he could drive the economy in the right direction. Shane should try monster trucks or heck, why, why not? Try anything. Don't forget, Will Power, Tanasi says, led the way and only now outdone by SVG. That was a seismic result, though. First time up over there in Chicago. Melbourne's weather today, top of 15. Jeez, not exactly. We're in the thick of it at the moment, aren't we, with uh, with the winter? Possible showers developing. That's uh, all thanks to City Power, who are asking customers to charge their phones and devices ahead of strong winds. So some strong winds like those forecast today and tomorrow can cause power outages, and City Power is asking you to be prepared in case the power goes out. So charge your phones, devices, Nowhere to turn for emergency information. Uh, for advice on preparing for outages, just jump online and uh, go to citypower.com.au forward slash prepare.